Craig Stone, how are we, mate? Um, yeah. Coming on to in mate. the box. Um, first of all, yeah, how's things? Yeah, good. Yeah. Um, obviously, been bit really busy the last couple of weeks, um, as you can imagine. So, uh, same as the rest of the world, mate. Um, yeah, just uh, trying to trying to kill a little bit of time and trying to find things to do. So, at the moment, I think uh, my whole house is completely painted white. And then um, next couple of weeks, I'm going to paint different rooms and different walls, different colours, and see how I get on. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's just, a nightmare, just isn't it? I think important. the only good thing is um, I think everyone's in the same boat. Um, so yeah, listen, this is why I've done uh, this is why I've done something like this. Been keen to do something like this for a little while, and yes, yeah, worked. You know, in terms of the timing, I think uh, people will enjoy it. So people will probably know the format by now. I've asked you to pick your um, your best eleven of players you've played yeah. with throughout your career. Um, yeah. I think you know, you like like uh, like others. You found it difficult. Took you a little while to get back to me. Come back to me now. You're 11, yeah. and uh, yeah, I'm sure uh, I'm sure you're happy with it. What was your thinking behind it, uh, Stoney? Have you gone for have you gone for names, or have you gone for sort of players who've just impressed you the most? You've played. I just I just gone for players. Uh, but it was hard first. First off, it was hard, mate. Yeah, <laughs> when you think it's easy, like you think I play with so many players, like yeah. And, and obviously, then some become really good friends, and you think, really, I'd like to have them in there, like because they're really good mates. And then you think, yeah. but someone I played with in that position was just unreal. Um, yeah, of I, I just, I just gone with like people that have um, really stood out to me. Really, um, I've got a little yeah. bit of a mix in mind. Like, I've got some that have gone on and played in the Prem. I've got some that um, I've kind of come across in in non-league that I think can go and have a good future. Um, yeah. And some obviously, a lot of them I've played played in non-league clubs with and gone and played in the football league. So, a bit of a mixture. Um, but, you know, some are left out that probably should be in there, if that makes sense. But, yeah, you know, you can only pick certain players and you think, oh, I don't know, I'll go with that one. But, yeah, it's hard, mate. Really hard. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, you're, um, you know, you, you're, uh, you're doing a bit of coaching now and we'll get onto that after, after we name your team. So, you know, you've probably yeah. gone into it with... Uh, but I keep saying you've gone into it with your manager's head on there as well. So it's pretty well balanced. So, right, we'll yeah. start off with uh, goalkeeper. Who's in between the sticks for you, mate? Uh, Jason Brown. Jason Brown in goal. Um, yeah. yeah, he was, when, at the time he was at Gillingham, just before he went to Blackburn, he was um, obviously played for Wales. Um, he, he was just, mate, he, shot stopping uh, with his feet, vocally. He was just, he had everything, mate. He was a uh, very, very, a, a decent guy as well. Um, so professional with everything he'd done, the way he trained, the way he, the way he went about his business um, around the club and stuff like that. He was he was good for the younger lads um, in a way that he would just expect and and demand high standards even from from you guys when you come over. So the amount of um, you know I, I was on the receiving ends of a few of his his moans, you know. But they're all when you look back on it now and you, when you get older, you realise that you do it yourself and you realise that it's actually beneficial and it's, it's how it should be if you're going to go with the first and you're going to train and play with them be in a group you need to yeah. be the same expectations um, so no he was yeah so again it was tough there's a few keepers that I played with um, throughout the time that that you know Preston Edwards and um, Lance Cronin of non-league I had some great times with them so um, you know you, there's, some, there's some keepers in there that couldn't quite get in there because of someone like Jason Brown who's just for me who's I'm real. I'm real. No, I was going to say that as well. Like, I know both of them, myself, and I was even going to say, I don't remember Jason Brown from, uh, from Gillingham before my time there, but I remember obviously Simon Royce. I know you, and you, you've asked me to give yeah. him a mention as well. And yeah, like I say, I, 
like I say, I don't remember Jason Brown, but I remember Royce and Royce was superb. So for you to go yeah, with Brown, for you to go with Jason Brown there must have been must have been a you know great goalkeeper. Yeah, definitely. Right, he's in. That's it. He's in between the sticks. We've got the cat out of the way. Who is? We've got. Uh, it's a back four. We'll work from uh, right to left. Who who is your right back? Yeah, so we've got Nicky Southport right back. Um, Trigger. The guy's got an. The guy's got a wand, as you you probably know. You probably know Nicky quite well as well. Um, he's got an absolute wand on him. His delivery and his uh, his right foot can can do whatever you want him to do with it. So um, I put him more there because of his uh, because of his range of passing. I'd want him to get on. I'm not sure how much when when I played with him, how much he could get. get on. <laughs> so I'd want him to be a little bit more aggressive now, should we say, than he was back then. But no, his range, honestly, range, his range of passing um, was was a joke. And like I say, um, considering obviously he went to play in the Prem as well and had an unbelievable career, um, and will go and do the same. I would have thought as as a, as a coach as well, um, just because his knowledge and the people he knows and and the levels he's played at, um, but. But but yeah, I mean technically he's he's probably one of one of the best I've seen um with his right foot, free kicks, dead balls, um crossing from deep, crossing from higher up the pitch was always like was put on the money all the time. So and then again, another another a good guy that has helped me out quite a bit actually throughout the time I still speak to him, helps me out in terms of uh coaching advice or or just talk about football and yeah, he's uh a bit of a family friend now as well. I've known him for a while and his wife knows my wife and all that sort of stuff. So, so yeah, um, Twig was uh, superb. Yeah, no, for me, like I say, I, I know him well myself and, um, yeah, great guy off the pitch and, yeah, probably one, even for myself, like probably one of the best crosses of the ball I've, I've seen, to be fair. Up, up, yeah. Up, up, up close and personal. So, uh, off the pitch, wasn't the sharpest tool in the box, was it? I had some stories about Trig, and you, it, so uh, literally about two days ago, I was following our series on Twitter. Um, I see his Twitter thing, and um, it come up with uh, he's going to put his dart dart ball up, and he was asking like the right height that he needed to be at. And um, then about three hours later, he's like, "Oh, the only person that could put a dart ball up without any darts, and he's on lockdown." <laughs> so he's put a dart ball up. He's gone to all the extremes and put it up the right height. And he's got no, he's got no fucking darts to play with. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he's absolutely had one. He's got a dart ball with no darts, and oh, someone put my absolute trigger trigger moment. And I thought that was brilliant, mate. I thought it was brilliant. But yeah, literally takes it so well as well. But what a guy. Yeah, great guy. He does. Uh, he does take it well. To be fair to him, uh, I think. Listen, he, has, he, he probably has to over all the years that he's a, a material that he's given people. To be fair, and we could probably do an hour on here with uh, just stories about him. But you know what? We'll, I'll save some for <laughs> when other people come on. Other children players come on. They can. Uh, they can yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure plenty of people know him. Rooms. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. But like I say, top player and uh, yeah, top fella. So we'll. Um, he's right back. Who's your? Who's your? Who's left back for you, mate? Left back, uh, Darius Charles. Okay. So I played with I played with the um, Ebbsfleet and at Brentford. Um, he's playing on the left back for me because uh, I've just got some very very good centre half. So, but he had he had to be in there. Um, the you know, from honestly from when I remember him at Brentford, um, and I don't know whether he'll appreciate me saying it or what. I don't know, but he was. I, I just didn't see the career he was going to go and have. If honestly, yeah. like he was, he was just um, he had a. When he, he had, he was decent, but I didn't realise he was going to be that as good as what he is. If that makes any sense, yeah. Um, and 
And then he came to Ebbsfleet uh, just after his um, break for time. And he just, he just seemed like a different player. And yeah. he just cruised, cruised through Conference Premier, absolutely cruised it. So strong, so quick. Um, he's got a curly left foot, so I'm not sure about his, uh, his crossing ability for me at fullback. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how we get on with him there and see how, and see how it goes. I'll have a look at it, maybe a six-week trial or something. <laughs> he might have to be set off. <laughs> um, but, mate, he's, he's just an absolute athlete. Right? He does everything properly, eats well, looks after himself. A great lad as well. Like, such a good lad to have about the place. Um, yeah. He's got good banter. Um, yeah, he doesn't take life too seriously, if that makes sense. So, yeah. But he's, his ability has just gone from, like, yeah, he's all right, to, like, yeah, good. Like, what's a player? Like, he's just... Yeah. He's one of those players that, defensively, you're going to struggle to get past because he's so strong and he's so quick. Um, he's never really beaten. Um, yeah. So he's like for me at left back, like I say, um, he can do that job. He's played for when I was um, at Ebb Street with me, he played at left back when he was first at Brentford. Um, it was more so where he was sort of coming through when I was there as, as more of a left back. Um, yeah. He's definitely, to be honest, he's a better centre half. Um, obviously, that's where he plays for Wickham, it's where he's had his, his, his good career, but um, he can still be a, a top player at left back, to be fair. Yeah, no, no problem. Yeah, he was an absolute brute of a guy, wasn't he, as well, to be he fair. Is. Like he I say, is. he ended up, he ended up, like I say, he probably surprised a lot of people because he ended up playing up, like, I'm sure I remember him playing up top for, like, Stevenage in, like, League One and that at one stage. You know? Yeah, yeah I, think, <laughs> I think he did, actually. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. I, mean. he, um, I think he played a season up there and I think he scored a few goals as well. That's um, what I mean. So, yeah, like you say, uh, obviously... He's, he's just so quick and so powerful. He's an absolute yeah. powerhouse. You can play him anywhere on the pitch and do your job. No, no problem. Right, he's in at left-back. Who are you centre-half? So I've got uh, first one, Simon King. Um, yeah. Probably the best centre-half I've come across um, to be hindered by injury to stop him having a career that he deserved to have because he would have played in the Prem. Um, yeah, I'm about. almost certain of that. Um, guaranteed he would have played in the Prem. He's the most composed, natural, um, left-sided centre-half um, all by Arthur Lee, who I've got on my, um, I've got on my bench. But he's Simon, he, he could play, he, he could head, he could kick, he could put it in channels, he could be composed and bring it on his chest. It, the game was easy for him. At League One level, the game was just a stroll in the park. Um, yeah. And like I say, he would have gone and played a lot, lot higher if he didn't have like, you know, a freakish injury. I think it was, um, I think it, if I remember right, it might have been a pre-season thing or something like that. It was something silly on his ankle um, that just didn't, it was just a freak thing that never ever got any better. Um, and like I say, I still speak to him now and um, from time to time and it's you always think like such a shame kind of thing he, he, I think he's um, I'm not sure what job wise he's doing but when you think of the career he could have gone and had um, just to be taken away probably of a, just a, a one-off instant that, that injured him that ended up you know being the situation he was in because um, again another great lad that deserves so much more so much more he was committed he was just a nice guy off the pitch um, Probably a little bit nice on the pitch, actually, but he he didn't really need to be nasty because no one ever really got near him. It was just like he was always playing with loads of distance between him and any other any other centre forward where he read the game so well. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's a he's uh, probably the the best centre half I've I've ever played um, in, a, in been on the same pitch as. To be honest with you, I'll go as far as to say that. Yeah, no, for me, like I say, I, I spent a bit, I spent a lot of time with him when I was coming through at Gillingham and yeah, I completely echo everything you just said. Like, yeah. for me, like even for myself, you know, I went on to play on some, some other top centre half, but 
he'd be right in the mix there for me. He was, he was. You must have been there when he was injured. Was you there when he got injured? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was. I think, I think it was one of them where like there was two. You know, like when you you have two preseason season games on the same day or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I went. I was at the other game. But luckily enough, I yeah. weren't there. But yeah, he, yeah, like what a player. I mean, like you said, just everything you said. I don't need to add any more. Really, he was just. Yeah. yeah, like I say, it was too easy for him, and he just had everything. Yeah. And he would have gone, like I say, he would have gone on to uh, bigger and better things. And yeah, he's a shame. But listen, the type of character he was, he like I say, absolute, absolute top man off the pitch. So it's probably something that doesn't phase him. And yeah, like I say, if you do speak to him, say hello from him for me. Right, who partners him? <laughs> yeah, we'll do. Uh, Sean Raggett partners him. Um, head on a stick, Rags. Absolute yep. head on a stick. Um, he come through at Dover. Uh, when I was first at Dover with him and um, we were lucky enough to get promoted together. Um, yeah. And he was, he'd just gone from strength to strength, literally. Like he was a, he was a skinny beanpole when I first met him. Um, that was literally about six foot five or whatever he was, but literally just complete bones. Um, yeah. he, I think he'd just been let go by uh, Gillingham and um, went to Dover. And he wasn't even in a, in, a, in a squad really when we first started. He was kind of in and around the bench trying to break through. Um, and then all of a sudden, he, he, he a little bit like our assuming Jack Tucker this year at Gillingham. Um, mm. He's come for a little bit late, Rags, and then he, he just got his opportunity and he just took it to both hands and went from strength to strength and just got better and better. Yeah. Um, and then you look at him now and the career he's gone and had, obviously, with his little bit of uh, highlights at Lincoln, then going to Portsmouth, getting his move to, to Norwich. Mm. Um, you know, yes, he hasn't played as much football there, but... You know, he's he's still, I, I think, I'm presuming he's still about 26, 27. He's not very old, I don't think. Um, and and he's just, again, he, he's someone that when I first looked at him, I thought, yeah, he was decent um, playing conference Premier. It's not really until you get, you know, to our sort of age rooms. And it sounds like, um, you know, we, we say we're old people. But, you know, like when you see youngsters now um, and when you go into coaching, you look at them in a different light. And, and if I looked at Rags, probably how I look at some of our younger players now. Yeah. I can see how much ability he had. Like yeah. the ability he had was frightening. Um, but at the time when you're playing in the in the same team as him, you think, yeah, he's all right. He does a job. He's got, you know, he's maybe could be better technically and stuff like that. You, you know, all that goes through your head. And you look at it, you look back at it now. And he had absolutely everything, you know, and that's yeah. why he's gone and had the career he's had. Um, yeah. And he, he'll still continue. He'll always play uh, football league and he'll, he'll retire as a football league player. Yeah. Um, but again, another another good lad that I, I've, I get on with. He lives around the corner from me. Always, you know, hasn't changed since he's gone in the football league, which is something that is massive for me. Yeah. Um, you know, some people go in the football league and you don't hear from them, and, and yeah. those sorts of people for, for me, they, they don't get in my team. But um, for someone like him, he's just a good lad. He just hasn't changed at all from what he was like then. Still a wild case when he goes on a night out. Still can't yeah. handle his drink and all that sort of business, <laughs> but um, but yeah, mate, he's he, he's uh, you put his head on the line for you. That's why he's got no teeth and he looks the way he does because he's constantly getting battered by people. <laughs> um, but he's he's led though. He's a good lad and he's he's done well. And he um, yeah, like I say, he's gone from someone that I thought would do all right to to sky high career. So he's done all right. Yeah, no, and like I say, that's it's interesting what you said there about um, you know, you, you look at it differently now, like when you get older, because. I, t- I totally agree with what you're saying. You know, I played when I was well in pre-season. I played with a lad called uh, uh, Jay Rich Bagaloo, and he's actually gone on yeah. to sign for Crystal Palace. And I, I yeah. straight away pre-season, 
like, I was like, whoa, like this kid's like found out he's only like 19, 20, whatever it was. And I was like, yeah, what's he doing here? Sort of type of thing. Do you know what I mean? He should yeah. be better than this. So, but like I say, had I been playing when I was younger with him, I might not have uh, realized that. So, yeah, like you say, you do as you get older, you do realize, right? Yeah, well, the same as like. Well, what you do and the same as what I do, you kind of probably, you know, I've now played football and playing, you know, sort of non-league level. But a lot yeah. of that is I'm, I'm sort of, I look at the games differently. So I'm looking at them younger lads, seeing what they can do. And you think, I wonder where yeah. they, what levels they could go to and, and go that to, sort yeah. of business, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. No. And like I say, the margins are small as well if you, if you really want them to be. Right. That's your back four and keep it done. We move into midfield now and it's, well, it's more like a 4-2-3-1 formation, yeah? Uh, yeah, 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 it probably is. That's how it okay. sort of worked out. So, so I'd cool. have two in, in, in the two kind of um, sitters, even though um, one of them's great at arriving late in a box and the other one probably will never sit there in a million years. Um, so I've got um, the two, the two central midfielders are uh, Andrew Cross and Danny Spiller. Okay. Um, so, so we we'll go with like obviously Andy Cross first. Like like I say, yeah. in terms of someone that is good at arriving in the box late, um, scoring goals from arrival from wide free wide wide crosses or anything that's um, putting on the edge of the box, he was great at. Um, but a lot of what he does or what he always did, if you like, because now he's obviously a coach at Brighton in the twenty threes. But um, he was all he was always unnoticed. He'd done a little the little jobs that maybe people didn't pick up that when yeah. you again. The older you get and the more experience you get in playing, you respect them a little bit more. Um, yeah. I had to do that role a little bit at Tunbridge where, um, you know, I was last season and you're kind of breaking up play, you're winning headers, you're passing to maybe someone alongside you that um, is maybe a little bit more direct with their play. Um, and and you need that person in your team. You need that one that's going to go for a brick wall for he's going to work hard, he's going to screen people. They can still play, don't get me wrong. You know, Crofty yeah. could play. He had a great range of passing with both feet. Um, you know, he just kept the game simple. He just kept the game ticking over. But he was strong as you like. Broke, broke possession up. Won, the, won it in sort of good areas for, for his team to actually go and get at, at the opposition. Um, and again, he'd be willing to, to do whatever you ask him to do. And, and those are hard, hard to come by, especially when you get to, to pro level. You know, maybe some players have their own agenda and have their, their ways of playing and they stick to it. Um, but he was someone that he would play however you wanted him to play, whatever occasion, and he would just do you a job that you asked him to do. So a manager's a manager's dream, I guess, with someone like that sitting there. And again, what a career he's gone on had. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Like um, for me as well, when I was there, Gillingham, like one of the fittest players I've ever seen. You know, unbelievable. What a great yeah. professional and stuff. And yeah, uh, for me, just just on just on Crofty, I think like yeah. in terms of you know. I, like I said to you earlier before we come on for a press record, you know, I said about the reason why I'm doing this and uh, obviously the main reason is uh, to, for boredom that people at home now, like with a lack of sport that's going on and stuff. Um, but also on another note, for the younger players that, you know, I mean, I, I either work with myself or, you know, that I'm, I'm going out watching or I'm coaching or whatever it may be, uh, for them, if they, if they tune into this, someone like Crofty, like, I remember like him being sort of cast aside at Gillingham um, when they was in like something like League One or something like that at the time, I think it was League One or League Two, and then all of a sudden, like he, had to, he actually had to drop down. So I remember going to like Wrexham on loan in the conference. Yeah, something yeah, like that. I'm sure it was Wrexham. I'm sure it was Wrexham, and then he ends up coming back and then going on to be a Premier League player. Like the, the mental strength that he must have had to to you know be able to do that and to be capable to do uh, to be able to do that. 
for me, like I, I think that just goes to show like what you what some of these lads coming through are gonna need need to need to do. Because for me, everyone thinks it's just about your ability and stuff, but for me, you know, the mental side of the game is, is massive. Yeah, I mean, he was at that time. Obviously, he wasn't really playing much at, at Gillingham, and, and Mark Stimson didn't really didn't really fancy him for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and he, he he wasn't playing, and it was his decision to. I mean, he was out of the window, um, something like that. Yeah. So he couldn't go on loan to anyone in the league. No, um, of but he was so desperate to play football um, yeah. that he wanted that he went out on loan, obviously to Wrexham in the in the Conference National. Well, that's um, what I mean. For him to back himself like that, yeah. like, you know what? Because yeah. a lot of other people would have just potted up, wouldn't they, and just gone, oh, you know, I'll wait till the window yeah. opens and whatever. Because you know, you could go down to that level, and then all of a sudden, you, you know, you know, it's like some people drop down thinking, oh, sorry, I'll have a season there or whatever, but. For him to go down and do that, and then to then go on and make himself into a Premier League player for me, like the shows, uh, you know, uh, obviously I know I know the guy, so I know what he was about. But you know, for, for me, it's what you need in terms of if you want to, if you know, if you want to uh, want to achieve something in football, you know. Yeah, and he was one of the like he was like that sort of type of player as well. When we talk about young lads, he was like, um, you know, you'd open up his fridge and it'd be full of just water. All he'd have is it, you know, water, water and fruit. The guy that he never ate anything. You know, bad, unhealthy. And it doesn't mean you have to. That's the only way you're going to get by because I know lots of people don't. But yeah. he was just like completely um, focused and the only thing that really mattered to him at that time was football. Yeah. You know, he never went out for, never really met in family occasions. You know, obviously yeah. he's, he's, um, he's my wife's cousin. So yeah. um, I see first hand that in terms of um, going out for family occasions and stuff he wouldn't even wouldn't even attempt them if he had like a game the next day and stuff yeah. like that um, yeah. which even that's that's you know even even a family are then a bit like is he sure like he can't even turn up for this and it's yeah. you know you, you end up sort of cutting a lot of ties but at the end of the day if that's how you believe he's going to get you by as a footballer then yeah. you know you can't argue that it's necessarily wrong because when he's going to play in the Premier League and and done what he's done, then you can't turn around and say, well, he should have gone to fight, should have gone out for a night, he could still go and do all that. But it yeah. might not have been for him. You know, it's just one of those things. It's You can't question it when it's been successful for him. No, of course. Right. Alongside him, who have we got? Danny Spiller, alongside him. Um, when I mean, I, I wasn't lucky enough to play with him for that long. Yeah. Um, but... It was only sort of about a year when he was uh, around the same team and um, just literally as I broke through as, as a youngster. So it was only um, really the, like the early stages. And yeah. I kind of wish I'd played with him longer when he was maybe uh, a little bit younger because his ability, like I say, he was very close at one stage to getting, to getting into, uh, I think it was a move to West Ham. Um, yeah. And again, another move to the Prem. But he, he could just do everything. You know, technically he was... Left foot, right foot. He, he was he was he was so fit. He was able to get around the pitch like at, at speed for a long period of time. Um, he was brave in a tackle. He would be able. To, the spring on him was unreal, considering the size of him. Um, he was able to get off the floor and get off the ground really well and compete with anyone that he was up against. Um, yeah, he was just again. He just all had all the attributes. Um, and obviously, in 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 this system, I'd want him to go and get on the ball, and that would be perfect for him in that role because he's. He loved all that. He loved being involved in the game whenever he possibly could. You know, he was kind of like, um, I call him players like a busy player. Yeah. Um, he, was, he was just busy. He was just everywhere. You like, if you didn't have the ball, he'd be hunting people down. If, he, if you had the ball, he would be trying to run around maybe sometimes. You know, we teach players now so sometimes just to stand still. But 
you know, he would be everywhere trying to hunt for the ball, trying to be involved in it in some way. Um, and when he was obviously, just before he got his, or he was going to potentially get a move from West Ham, Jill's fans absolutely loved him. Um, it just goes to show that he, the injuries that he sustained, he still ended up getting a move to Millwall like from, from Jillian, which was like, everyone is expecting maybe to drop down and he just had a sideward move again to, a, to another top club. So just goes to show when he was, when he was going through his peak, just how good he was. Yeah, and no, loved the night out. By the way, <laughs> absolutely loved the. Night. I was about to say. I was He's... about to say. I don't think he'll be uh, with Crofty in turning your night that night out down when you. Uh, Mate, you I, I experienced some. I experienced some very very good nights out of him. I was obviously I, I broke through as um I broke through as a 16, 17 year old in Gillingham, and then um, so I was around the first team squad at sixteen. They were all you know Spills was going out and Brent Sancho at the time was was there and he loved the night out as well and. And they were like, Stoney, come on, you coming out? I said, I can't, mate. I'm only 16. There's no way I'm going to get in. He went, you don't have to worry about that, mate. You don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to worry about Maystone. I think Spills' um, favourite line was, I, I, I literally run Maystone. So wherever you want to go, you're in. And, it, mate, it was, it was, what he said was true stories as well. Literally, he had that whole place on, you know, uh, on lockdown, shall we say. Um, but, he, he, mate, what a great lad. Like I say, he was considering... Again, a youngster coming through. He just included everyone in the group. He was just like, just like full of energy all the time on and off the pitch. And you know, now he's that's why he's doing the job he's doing. And now he's a multi-millionaire because he he's um, just so so social and approachable for people. You know, so I'm not surprised he's doing as well as what he's doing. Yeah, no, for me, uh, totally echo everything you said there as well. Like, uh, yeah, everything you said on and off the pitch. Uh, great player, and obviously, I, I played a lot with him when he came back for his second spell, and he. Everything you just yeah. said, he was he'd pretty much the same. Same then, even after all his injuries and stuff. And yeah, I, I can't imagine how um, how much better he must have been when he was, you know, younger and, and fresher. So, yeah, superb. And like I say, I was a pitch top guy, and it's great to see him. Uh, you know, doing so well, still keeping contact with him. So, no, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, right, we'll move on to the three in front of them then. Yeah. So this is the uh, this is where it starts to get lively with these boys. Um, so we got <laughs> and this <is> where. <laughs> It's where it becomes tough, to be fair. There's, um, they're always the ones that take a little bit more of uh, the limelight, don't they? But um, these are the ones that are going to sort of uh, win me games and excite my fans, if you like. Um, so I've got, on the left, we'll go on the right. On the right, I've got Matty Godden. Um, oh. I was with Matty, at, at, with Matty at Ebbsfleet. Obviously, he's a local lad. Um, lives sort of not far from me. So um, as soon as he came into Ebbsfleet, he was kind of a guy that um, I got on with really well. Um, yeah. And, and, and it's a little bit like uh, the Shaw Raggetts and stuff. You know, he was, he was younger when he came into Ebbsfleet. Um, yeah. I was a little bit older than him, obviously. Uh, he he, he kind of came in and, and he thought, this lad's got a bit. You know, he's got something. And he's, he's just gone again from strength to strength. And he's, his career has just gone, again, rocketed, shot up, uphill. And, and he's, he's now banging goals in in League One. And I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. You know, when he was at Ebbsfleet, he just... The guy just knew where the goal was. His movement yeah. was was superb, um, and he was always looking for spacing behind people. Always on the move. He's one of them. Like, I play centre half now for um, you know for when for when I play at Hastings, and if I was up against him, it's a problem for me. You know, he's moving. He's yeah. always pulling off here. He's looking to go in the spaces behind you, and that's that's a pure headache. Um, yeah. So that's kind of why he's in that position for me because you know he's support the lone striker. He'll look to get forward, but he'll also do his work sort of defensively as well. Um, yeah. He's not just a centre forward that knows how to score goals. He'll, he'll, he'll work his nuts off for you. 
Um, and like I say, I'm, I'm not surprised at all that he's he's banging goals in at League One and who knows, he, he could potentially go and play in the Championship. Yeah, no, I was going to say that. He's been mentioned already uh, since I've been doing this and stuff. And yeah, I was going to, I was going to, I was actually, you've answered my question because I was going to say, do you think like he's doing that well at Coventry now in League One? Um, do you think he can go on to another level? But you've obviously answered that and you, you know, you said, yeah, I do think he will, there. mate. I do think he can, yeah. And to be Definitely. fair, I said, I said earlier as well, I said to the, the guy who put him in his team, I won't give it away just yet, but hell of a golfer as well. <laughs> yeah. You what? Say again. Hell of a golfer, good golfer as well. Yeah, yeah, he loves his ways. Yeah, he's one. Of he's a bit of a a post boy, isn't he? So he's um, he plays a little bit of golf and a bit of football. He's a stereotypical kind of uh, footballer with with a, a good background. You know, he goes and plays golf and all that all the time. So up for him. Good, good at good at everything. Yeah, he is. He is. Right, go on then. Next one. So the on the other side, I've got. Um, so I've got Matty Jarvis on the other side. He's cool. um, he's probably the best player I've ever played with, mate. He's um, yeah. like when he the days when he was at Gillingham, honestly, he was like he managed to get the only one I've managed to see to get eight thousand people as soon as he touches the ball to stand up, expecting something to happen. Yeah, like he was the quickest player I've seen and travel with the ball at pace. Yeah. Like he's not just a kick it and run it; he's a run with the ball at just unbelievable pace yeah. um, and then has had the ability to then be able to run at that speed and pick someone out a decent cross or great end product um, yeah like I, I still say to the, well he, he will always be because I'm not going to reach the levels that obviously um, to play any higher but he's, he's the best player I've ever played with um, and to see him in training you know once I remember doing a bleep test with him and um, it was pre-season under Ronnie Jepson I'd just gone back like as a 17 year old um, first year pro uh, or second year pro but sort of like the first time done pre-season with them and I thought yeah. you know what I'm in good shape here I'm going to get fit uh, I did alright in the bleach test I finished quite quite late but he was still running by himself bleep to bleep for about five minutes after everyone else had finished <laughs> I don't, I, he got to some ridiculous level that in the end Ronnie Jepson went Jarvo just stop and he, he carried on and in yeah. the end like Jeff, I had to get mad like a little bit. He was like, just like the rest of them standing here getting cold. Like, stop the take, like, just stop it. Because he was honestly, he was he was a machine. Um, he didn't play that much further after that because then he got his move to, um, I think it was Wolves, I think, for there, weren't it? So um, he got his move to Wolves. And I'm not surprised. But the only thing I'm surprised about is he didn't play more games in the Premier League because um, yeah. he should have played, he should have played more, he should have played more in the, um, more for England. Um, but you know, another one that's just been hindered a little bit by injuries. Um, maybe that's down to to how quick he was. Um, but again, you're talking about Crofty earlier about um, model pros. Yeah. He was he was the model pro. Um, and I still see he coming to Gillingham at pre-season, um, and he's still the model pro now. You yeah. know, he's still doing exactly the same things he was doing. Does all his prehab beforehand, um, warms up properly, trains hard, does a little bit afterwards. Does all his recovery properly, eats well, still looks like ripped to shreds. Um, still desperate to play football. You know, he's gone to Woking um, and I can't believe he's playing, um, uh, you know, no, that's not even disrespecting the level, but yeah. I, can't, I can't believe he is because he's just, he's still got so much to offer that I'm surprised the Football League side hasn't snapped him up. I really am. Uh, maybe that's through choice rather than um, through options of, of Football League clubs, but 
yeah, he's just he done everything properly. Everything was spot on. But so when he come back that fit pre season as a uh, like a, a twenty one year old, twenty year old, um, knowing that obviously he had a big future ahead of him with Wolves and and had yeah. a few it, it, sort of a few interests in the summer, he's gone and had a real good go at it and, and look what you know look what he's achieved. And I, yeah. I, I believe he was he was due to almost get released um, from his apprenticeship, which is which is crazy when you think of where he's gone to now. Um, I believe it was close to um, he was a bit of a bit of a middle of the ground, if you like. He wasn't a top a top lad at the uh, until his last apprentice year. Yeah, yeah. No, listen. So, I mean, I pick up on two things uh, about him there because for me, like even when I was there, everyone used to talk about him. I don't remember him; too, it was well before my time at Gillingham, but I remember everyone used to talk about him and say, you know, what a player he was and stuff. But for me and the young players listening, you know, and I know obviously you're involved there, uh, and we'll get onto that afterwards. Um, for me as well, like you're saying there, he's probably the most talented player you play with. Um, so you're saying yeah. he is the most talented player, you play with. and then you're saying that you know he's probably one of the most hardworking as well. You know, to, to try and explain to these younger players coming through now, and it's probably even more important now to be to be more you know to be professional than it probably even was back then. You know, you've got you've certainly got to have both sides of it, haven't you? Yeah, you have, and I think at, at his time of coming through, um, he wasn't the most technically gifted player you're going to come across. Yeah. Um, he just, he made himself better and better. Yeah. Um, he just made himself into the player he is. And, and players probably think, or young lads may think, you know, like, I'm, I am what I am and I can't necessarily get any better or, you know, yeah. I'm good at this, but I'm not good at that. And you hear that a lot, like, um, I'm more of a, I'm not very quick or I'm not, um, I'm not able, I'm not really great off my left foot. I'm not very good with using my left foot. And it's like, well, you you can get better at it, yeah. and it's like it's it's entirely down to you, and it's it's those ones that actually understand that and realise that early that it's the the opportunity is in their hands, and it's yeah. down to kind of what they want to do with that. Um, you know, it's it's those ones that do that that succeed for long periods of time and actually do go and get better and go and play at these these levels. You know, you go through a lot of a lot of the ones we're talking about in, in my team. I saw Raggett that did that, and Darius Charles that did that, and Matty Godden and uh, Andy Cross, Matt Jart, they've all gone and done that. Um, they're all probably players that, when you look at them at one stage, could have could have probably slipped out of the ladder, slipped out of the net slightly, you yeah. know, and not been amongst the group they're in. And the careers they've gone and had, you know, it's purely down to them, down to how much they... They wanted it, you know. You see Sean Raggett running around Gillingham, you know, trying to get fit in the off season, you know, because he 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 wanted to, he wanted it, you know, he wanted to go and get better, um, and so so yeah, I mean, like I say, Matty was was top draw for that, and some he is of like you say, if these go out to to um, younger viewers and younger lads that are trying to make it in the game, you know, you've got a, a team full of players that may be on certainly on my team. I'm sure you've got loads of rooms that come through. Um, in my team, there's a lot of players that you maybe wouldn't have thought were ever going to get the, 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 the stage they're at. No, yeah, exactly. And like I say, you, you, like I, say I wanted to pick up on two things. You've, you've answered the second one for me there perfectly in terms of you know the margins that are smaller than you think sometimes. It's just about putting that little bit of collar in. Right. Yeah. Front two. I believe yeah, you have so like a number got, 10 um, and a number nine, yeah? Yeah, so I've got um, a, number, a number 10 just playing central uh, just off of... Um, a big man and, and Michael West is that lad. Um, when he, I played with him at Ebbsfleet, he come through as a youngster, um, a real young lad and he just literally burst onto the scene um, and he was, 
um, unreal what he could do with a football. Um, technically, he was just, you know, the way he struck the ball and the way he, he technically gifted, it just looks, you know, like you see certain footballers and he strikes the ball and it looks nice. It doesn't yeah. look awkward. It just looks like a, a lot of goal shot when you hit a nice, real nice goal shot. That yeah. was how he played football, you know. He strolled around and he still does now. I still see, um, I still see chances or, or goals that he scores and like he's just left foot right foot are almost identical um he's able to scrap for you as well he's brave so he's not one that's that wants the ball but when he's off it he's going to go missing he's not that kind of number 10 you know he will graph you he's a player yeah. that if i if i was to get a job tomorrow i'd be trying to sign him you know he's yeah. he's you know at the at the level so I'm, I'm always trying to persuade him to come and come and play in the same team as me because it's it's always a, a pleasure to play in, in the same team as someone so technically gifted. Yeah, um, yeah and he burst on the scene and, 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 and not, you know, single-handedly, but he was a massive, massive part of getting them three promoted when we got with the year we did. Um, yeah. And doing that at sort of, I think he was about 17, 18 in the Conference South. Um, and he was by far the best player in that division at that time. Um, and then got his move to crew. So another one that worked hard to come through Ebbsfleet United's um, academy. So with all due respect to it, it's not a Gillingham, it's not a, an Arsenal. Yeah. He's come through Ebbsfleet United's academy. Um, he's gone from there to the Football League um, yeah. within, you know, within about three or four years. So again, it's another, another uh, example of, of someone that's naturally gifted, that stayed with it, worked hard, got his opportunity. Um, and then, like I say, unfortunately, he done his crew shirt, which slowed him down at crew. Um, yeah. But... He'd already, he'd already done enough in my eyes to, to know full well that he would have had a decent football league career if that didn't happen. You know, and unfortunately, he did get injured, but he would have, mate, he would have played football league all of his career. Yeah, no, no, definitely. I think, um, like I say, Wesley was a similar age to me, to be fair, and it was always a surprise for me that he was, you know, with all due respect to Ebsley, it was always a surprise that he was actually only at Ebsley, if you like, and uh, yeah. done well to yeah. uh, break, break, break his way through there. And, you know, again, for the young ones watching, one of ones who ain't necessarily at a like, professional academy. He's come through at you know somewhere like an Ebbsfleet academy, where it be a pace scheme or whatever you want to call them, and he's probably gone on to play for a club like Crew, where you know, with all due respect to Crew, obviously not uh, you know, not a massive club in terms of you know the stature and what level they play, but it's well it's yeah. well renowned with, with, uh, in the football world that you know Crew don't have players unless they're technically very very sound. So it's just it's crazy to think that he was only at Ebbsfleet down here down south, you know. Yeah, no, he's, 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 again, another good friend of mine as well and he's become a real good friend of mine. So, um, another one that went to the Football League, didn't change, never changed in his ways. You know, he's, he, he had his injury and he's got him a bit and he's gone and got himself a decent job. Um, still playing a good level non-league football now and, and he's just, he is what it is, he's, he's cracked on. Yeah, no, perfect. Right, easy number 10. Who is the big man up top? So, big man, big number nine, Nathan Elder. Um, He's, I've, I've played with him at Brentford first, um, then played with him at Ebbsfleet, and then played with him at Dover, and then played with him at Tunbridge. Um, so I've, and I think maybe Maidstone might not have been there, can't remember. Um, yeah. But I've played at many clubs with him, and like he's, he took back, like back in the day, um, like he was just, just kind of, like, I don't know how to describe just strong as an ox, like, yeah. and he he won't appreciate me probably saying he's like um, he's a head on a stick, but 
because he's got so much more than that. But honestly, that I've never seen anyone head the ball quite like he can. It's frightening. Um, so anything that, I mean, he, I used to play right back and he made me look like a decent player because I could just <laughs> cross it anywhere within the 18-yard box and he'd score. He'd score, he'd get to it and he'd score and you'd think, like, that's not even a chance. But he's just, like, he, he's around the six-yard box. Um, he was just able to, to cause absolute havoc. Um, yeah. And he was he was mobile. He was able to get about the pitch. Um, he just his hold up play was was superb. I mean, he would take about four or five touches, but he would still never get off get it off him for that space of time anyway. So yeah. he could hold about three or four players off. He was that strong. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I've I've, I've grown as a, a real good friendship with him as well, and as someone that I really highly respect. He's gone into gone into assistant manager now at Hive, and I'm not surprised because of his um, ability to to just um, manage a group and he's, yeah. he's um, what's the word I'm looking for? His motivation, his motivation is just um, one of the best I've seen in the changing room. You know, he can get get a group and get a group together and he can he can manage a troop and get them through to where they need to. And, you know, I've, I got promoted at Dover with him. Um, I got promoted at Tunbridge with him. And like I say, he's, 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 a, he's a big, big character um, and the way he played was was for me, he's a perfect number nine. Yeah, no, no problems with that. Uh, big number of nine up there, leading leading the line for you. And to be honest, that's it, that's a, that's a tremendous team, mate. Tremendous team. And uh, yeah, we'll get that all uh, written up for you. Before you go, before I let you go, just got some. I've got some questions for you, mate. From doing this, obviously. We'll yeah, go on, mate. Well. So I spoke about your eleven there. Like I say, very good side. Uh, there it is. What about in terms of uh, players you played against, mate? Um, Anyone who stands out? Probably one of the. Uh, I don't know. They probably make the. It's it's one of those things I've probably got to think about. Um, yeah. Probably is obviously uh, when I made my full league debut uh, for Gillingham was up against like Darren Anderson, um, okay. and obviously when you, I mean, he was you know thirty seven or something at the time, but I've still got a photo of him, of me tacking him on on the wall. You know, yeah. it's uh, so them sort of memories kind of kind of stick with you but um, yeah it's I'll be honest like when I it was more non-league that I remember um, yeah. I don't remember a lot of my um, football league days and they were quite short-lived really um, yeah. if I'm honest and they weren't they weren't loads of it but it was just that's my probably my biggest regret is that maybe you know I didn't potentially do enough do as much as what I could have done to stay in the league longer uh, yeah. maybe wasn't as as uh, willing to fight like other people are, you know, like they'll get released and they'll go to trials at every different league club. And, and maybe I should have done a bit more of that because then I would have remembered those days a little bit more. Um, yeah. You know, you try and, you know, I try and tell my son about certain things now and, and then just just forget it. Just, I, I don't really um, recall a lot of games. There's probably about a handful, uh, three or four games that I like, briefly remember key bits out of. Um, you know, being my full full league debut, I remember that. I don't remember any of my debut, which is crazy. Um, but yeah. I don't. I just remember where it was. Um, yeah. Maybe because I was young. You know, I was sixteen, yeah. seventeen, and it was just a bit of a blur. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, it's. I mean, players played against. Mate, there was. I remember Tommy Black when I played against him when he was at Southend. Um, yeah. I played about twenty-five minutes and got dragged um, on Boxing Day, and it was probably my biggest like humiliation 
Um, but yeah, it wasn't so much, you know, as you can imagine, in front of like, you know, it was quite, quite a decent, about 8,000 at Tillingham <laughs> because it was a Boxing Day game, a local derby, and I've been dragged after about 25 minutes. Um, yeah, cool. But it was more because he was, I mean, I was playing left of a diamond, and if anyone knows me, um, knows I'm not a left of a diamond, put it that way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I was up against him, who was obviously right midfield, it was just a joke. Like, yeah. he, I couldn't get anywhere near him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, players that, yeah, players like him sort of stick to mind because of for that scenario. Um, but yeah, probably played against some good players. You just, yeah, maybe it's just a bit of a it all rolls into one a little bit. But yeah, it's, everything it's good, happens. Good. Everything goes so quickly, doesn't it? So yeah, it does, mate. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah it does. Uh, right. Next one for me, uh, Reece, Obviously, you're Gillingham uh, youth team manager, and I, and I know you're still yeah. playing as well uh, for Hastings, of course. Um, yeah. I actually think, to be honest, I, I actually think that's a you know a, a real a real good thing in terms of uh, lads coming through. The fact that you are still playing, you know, in not in non-league for me, and I think it's probably yeah. it's probably quite a rare rare thing. And uh, no, listen, that, I think I think it's great. I think Crofty's doing something similar at Brighton in terms of, uh, in terms of he's doing the twenty threes, but still plays sometimes, doesn't he, with, uh, with them as well. And I think it's something that's is a real good thing. And I just wanted to find out really how, how you're finding it. Wanted. I know obviously the Gillingham fans who are listening in, if they do listen in, if they choose to listen in, we'll, um, you know, we'll, we'll want to hear it. How is it going? I think, um, I think, like you say, I echo what you say, I think, I think it works really well. I think yeah. the fact that I'm still playing, um, like a lot of our young, young players that are sort of second years looking to get pros have all gone out to the same sort of division. So yeah. I've played against sort of four or five of them this year. Um, and one, I'm able to keep good tabs on them. Um, so I know exactly what they're doing and, and how they're getting on. And I, I can also, because I know the levels, because I'm playing at those levels, yeah, exactly. I can always sort of um, refer that back to the manager and, and refer back to whoever needs to know the sort of how well they're really getting on. You know, yeah. sometimes they can go out and loan to managers and they'll say, yeah, they're doing really well. And, and you feed that back and, and they're at a level where actually it's a million miles away from Gillingham or actually they're not doing that well. Because, yeah. you know, if you go out alone from Gillingham and you're in the Bostic South, should you really be doing all right? Or should you be, you know, mate, yeah. I want to keep him, I need to keep him and he needs to yeah. be, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll play him every game. That's, just, you know, what sort of response yeah. do you need? Yeah, um, so I, I think it works well. And, you know, I still uh, chip in a little bit of the training if, if they need a spare man. You know, if I've yeah. got an assistant with me, I'll, I'll jump in there and I'll, I'll get involved with the boys. Um, you know, we'll do shooting sessions, and I can I can get involved in in some of that, and and I think it helps because I was reading something once on on Twitter, and they and they were saying about um, about a coach that can't demo, um, and obviously there's nothing better than a coach that can go um, and do a shooting session if you like and sticks it in the top corner. Yeah, um, and, and I kind of I get where they're coming from, and I kind of agree to a certain point. Um, I don't think. Um, you know, do they have to? I mean, there's an argument for that. Um, but I, I do certainly think there is a place for it where you can, you know, show them a demo or you can go on a two-touch with them or you can go on a rondo and, and you're not sort of the ball's going under your foot or you can't kick it properly. Yeah. Um, I think the fact that you're able to do that and they're able to see, especially, you know, I've come up against, like I say, a few of them and they've, they've actually come at said. I didn't realise you could still play like that. And it's kind of like, yeah. I'm old, but I'm not that old yet. You know? and, yeah, it's, cool. um, and, then, and then when you are having, are having them discussions about, you know, we do a lot of um, analysis work, obviously, and look back on their games and stuff like that. And, and comments that I make, I think are maybe a little bit more believable at this stage um, yeah. because they can't turn around necessarily and say, no, he's, never, he's never played the game or he, he doesn't play yeah. it no more, he doesn't know what it's like. 
you know. Um, so it, it's sometimes it's hard to balance on the Saturdays. I'm obviously because I'm playing both, um, you know, two games in one Saturday. But this year I've managed it. I've managed it. it hasn't, you know, Gillingham hasn't hindered. I've missed any Gillingham games. I've missed any Hastings games. So yeah. um, somehow it, it's it's worked well. And and um, you know, like I say, Crofty, like you said, Crofty does it at Brighton. Um, I think maybe Campbell uh, Campbell Rice might do it at Colchester. Gonna say um, that's the only other that's the only other one I've I've noticed. Um, yeah, where I've been out watching games, I've seen Crofty's name on some team sheets. Then I see that uh, Campbell Rice is one as well. And yeah, like yeah. you say, and then I've, I've been in contact with you as well, and know that you're doing it. I, I just think it's a, I think it makes sense, and I think it's you know I think it's really important. Uh, I think yeah, it, I think it is good. You know, I played behind um, like a behind closed doors game for for Gillingham against Stevenage. Um, and I had like a, a younger lad or a young back four and I had them alongside me um, and it was good because I was able to talk to them through the whole game I was able yeah. to sort of direct them I was able to if I needed to get into them I could and, and it yeah. was you could almost cope you can coach from there yeah. um, especially like I was playing centre half so I was able to immediately talk to my back four and, and Joe obviously is a young goalkeeper um, yeah. and, and a lot of those boys afterwards said they really enjoyed it and they really gained a lot from it so yeah, you know that feedback is obviously saying that it, it. I think I think it's a way that a lot of teams are going to go. Yeah, no, I think a lot of teams think, could end up yeah. doing it. No, listen, certainly I think like you know I'll, there's probably plenty of people out there who don't realise that it's actually happening. And I think I just think it, it it makes sense. You know, certainly I think you know like you said there, you can get involved with them in, in in any capacity. I think it just it's a it's a no-brainer. I think it's uh, something that certainly you know will. I like say you think it'll happen more. I couldn't agree more with everything you just said there. To be to be perfectly honest. Yeah. In terms of that, then Stoney, I know obviously you're doing a bit yeah. of both now, but listen, you you might want it. You might want him who wants to hang on forever, which I'm probably I'm yeah. probably sure I'll be the same myself. What in terms of once you do stop playing, though, what what is your sort of burning desire there? What's your, what's your, what's your ambition? To manage. Yeah. Um, that that now is. I mean, I'm doing everything I can to to gain experience uh, to hopefully be a, a football league manager. Um, actually, I. I you know, I should learn from maybe my mistakes as a player to manage as high as I possibly can. Yeah. And wherever that takes me, Runes, is where I'm gonna gonna go and hopefully manage. Um, I'm I'm in a great position now that I'm learning from from uh, the gaffer Steve and, and Paul Rayner who who have been there and done it. At, you know, clubs like Leeds United, so they're, they're big big clubs. So I'm able yeah. to learn from people like them sort of straight away. Um, you know, I've done I've done the coaching at grassroots. I've done it at younger age groups. I've done it at academies. Um, I've done it sort of up to up to first team level now. We've obviously I've been doing it at Hastings this season, um, and and obviously being involved with the first team set up um, at Gillingham because you know you you got Steve Paul Rayner Simon Royce, um, then you got um, James who's strength and conditioning, and then and then myself. So um, get to have quite a quite a good amount of input that allows me to learn, um, allows me to gain experience. So. So for me, I'm just trying to take all the information I can. I'm trying to be as much as a sponge as I can, and and as um, and learn and and take as much knowledge from different people that talk on Twitter and different coaches I see and and different managers that hopefully I'll be able to go and go and have a look at and see how they work and and just hopefully be as high as I can, mate. You know, I, I love it. I, there's, you know, for me, I I'm now at a stage where I love coaching as much as I do playing. Yeah, um, and and people say like they don't know if they want to go into coaching, and you know I, I definitely do. You know I went and did yeah. my A license with with some top top like people and professionals like you know Lewis Garcia and and Bruno, 
um, from Brighton, who I, Gabby Bonhor, I still speak to, and, and are now yeah. friends of mine. But they they said to me on the course, I don't really know why I'm here. Like I'm finding out if I want to be a coach yeah. um, and whether I want to do it. Whereas I knew I, I've known since you know I, I did my B license in in when I was 19. I, I knew then I wanted to be a coach. Yeah. Um, but now I'm kind of ready to to go and do that and to do it properly and to throw all, everything into it. Yeah. So hopefully, mate, um, that, that's, that's the ambition is to yeah. maybe stay at those high levels as a coach more than I did as a, as a player. That's, that's, that's the aim. That's yeah, the no, aim. So, no, definitely. I think even just the way you talk about the game and stuff and yeah, it makes total sense and uh, see no reason why, why you won't be, won't be able to do that. And they said, it's a great, it's a great start for you there, you know, being so young, uh, being a youth team manager at, at a good, such a good club like Gillingham, and like you said, you mentioned Steve Evans there. Like I played under him myself at Rotherham. Uh, yeah, top guy. He comes in, you know, he, he gets a lot of stick from other clubs and stuff. But listen, I know, I know him personally uh, really well. I've actually oh, to work with mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've to work with him, him a couple of times since he's uh, been down at Gillingham as well. And yeah, you know, he's a he's a top guy. So someone someone good to learn off there, mate. And um, yeah, listen, mate, that's it really. Wrapped it up for us uh, just on time as well. Just under an hour there with you, mate. Uh, thanks very much for coming on. Uh, great catching up. And like I say, hopefully it's not just Gillingham fans. I know there's a few non-league clubs you've played for there. Who, who yeah. I'm sure the fans will tune in. It's a perfect time. Everyone's at home, uh, starved, of, uh, starved of their football. And you know, not just football, starved of sport. So something like this, uh, you know, all the fans can tune in. Sorry, I missed that. Say again. Let's cut that, man. Stoney, still there? You back? Sorry, I'm, I'm with you. Sorry, you was Go going. On. You was talking in stages, then, mate. <laughs> That's all right. I'm <laughs> we sure made it to do that long without it going all crazy. I yeah, know what exactly. Are you saying, sorry? Uh, to be fair, mate, hopefully um, he can sort it out for me. The guy Ollie Falk, uh, top man, who's been helping me out. Because to be honest, mate, I am absolutely useless when it comes to uh, technology. So he's been. Uh, I don't know how he's put up with me the last uh, week or so trying to set this up. But yeah, no, I was just saying there um, in terms of. Hopefully, as many people can get to watch this. Uh, yeah. Like I said, it, whether it's people, you know, just fans who are bored at home and want a, want a bit of material uh, where they're starved of football at the minute. And like I say, also, uh, the youngsters tuning in uh, to, you know, just get nuggets of information from someone like yourself who's who, who's coaching. Yeah, mate, it's a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. I think you're, you're doing a, a great thing. Whatever, um, you know, however far it goes for you, I think it's superb. And I'm obviously going to look forward to seeing... I, I see you've got a few big names lined up already. So, um might have float around in the bottom of that somewhere, but I'll be watching the other ones that you put on there anyway. That'll be good. It'll nah, be no problem, mate. Like I say, everyone's welcome. Anyone who fancies it, who gets in touch and sort of likes your one, just just send them my number, send them my details, and and we'll get them on here and we'll try and get as many done, you know, within the next uh, yeah. three or four weeks. Right, so, 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 take care, and I'll speak to you soon. Yeah. Yeah.